the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. So the market is doing what the market does. And it's keeping you on your toes. August started off poorly after the first seven months of the year were pretty solid. Keep in mind, a lot of that happened in the middle months. We got a reading on inflation that was higher on a year over year by just a skosh, but it was less high than expected. And today the markets are responding with a big jump. Stocks climb today as inflation trends stay positive. That's the headline. I feel confident that we will be higher by the end of the year than we are now, based on the fact that the Fed will eventually say, you know, we've done the interest rate hikes. Now we're going to wait and see how they play out. There are some alarming issues. Credit card usage is rising. 30-day late payments are rising. You are seeing evidence out of the retail sector that there is a kind of hold back Retentance, I think that's the right word. I might be wrong. To spending money by the consumer, thus equaling a slowing economy, but not one that's falling apart. So if I were a gambling man five days ago, I would have said, you know, I could see August and September. They're historically not great months. I could see that at a time that the first seven months gives back a little bit. But beating expectations on cooling inflation by one-tenth of 1%, that's all it takes for us to have a big moment this morning. How big of a moment? Market's been open for 30 minutes. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 1.2%. The SP 500's up 1.2%. The NASDAQ's up 1.5%. The Russell's up one half, uh, 65 basis points, a little bit more than 1%, uh, a little bit more than one half percent. Ten-year treasuries dipped under four percent, sitting at three point nine nine. The ten-year treasury, as it gets to three and a half, four, four and a half, it says the economy is doing okay. When the ten-year treasury is at two and a half, two, one and a half, it's saying the economy stinks. Best to invest when the economy stinks, or there's a perception the economy stinks. Keep in mind, I don't like what we did in the last two, three years in our economy. A lot of government spending has been our spending. A lot more than usual. And that's why you were able to get stocks at a cheaper price. And that's why stocks have been moving higher now. Let's move forward with the news, shall we? Hip-hop turns 50. Man, I'm getting old. Hip-hop was right in my my wheelhouse. The music genre that's said to have begun at a back-to-school party in the Bronx is celebrating its 50th birthday this weekend. 
I was uh, talking about my college days the other day, yesterday, because someone was asking. And um, it was kind of funny because I was talking about playing sports and I was like, oh, my gosh, that was 35 years ago. And that's how fast life moves. I, I feel like college was five years ago. I'm now in my early 50s and it's like, whoa. Um, 30 years ago. Wow. Time moves fast, huh? Music history experts say hip hop's impact on the $16 billion music industry is so extensive that it's not easily to be quantified. But even Run DMC, one of the most influential hip hop groups in history, struggled in the genre's early days. Nobody in Bronx hip hop made big money. But in 1986, Run DMC released My Adidas. An endorsement deal from the brand followed and everything changed. Since then, Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, Sean Combs are a few of the savvy hip-hop players who've leveraged their celebrity status to start companies. Dr. Dre sold Beats to Apple for $3 billion. Jay-Z, he's got valuable assets uh, like a luxury champagne, Armand Dubuignan. He's got uh, entertainment agency, Rock Nation. Combs had a partnership with Diageo, but that just fell apart. He also founded Bad Boy Records, which has a worth of over $100 million at its height. Uh, Puma, Nike, Reebok have partnerships with hip-hop stars of Brianna, Travis Scott, Cardi B. So, happy birthday, hip-hop. And for all my DJ friends out there, spin a record for me tonight. Because I'm getting old. Disney's about to cost you a little bit more. The prices of ad-free versions are going up on October 12th. Disney Plus um, is seeing increases of 27% and Hulu by 20%. The lowest tier plans will stay the same price. The House of the Mouse revealed the price hikes after reporting mixed results for the second quarter. It's still losing subscribers. I'm just, here's something that's just very strange about me. I'm just not a Disney consumer. Never been to Disneyland, never been to Disney World, don't want to go. In my 20s and 30s, I'd know girlfriends who would get engaged at Disney, and I'd be like, what? You don't find Hawaii or Maui or Lahaina more magical than Mexico, than uh, Disney? And, uh, or Lahaina. Ooh. I'll say this. You ever thought you'd hear the phrase 36 dead in Hawaii wildfires? Some things in life are shocking. And that does have a play in your financial um, concerns. What could shock your financial life? Everybody wants to wear brown right now. In the week after the Teamsters negotiated a sweet new contract that will pay full-time drivers 170 k a year, through benefits and salary. Um, searches for jobs with UPS or United Parcel Service spiked more than 50%. So people are hearing, I can make how much driving one of those big brown trucks? And again, part of that 170 k is part of your pension, which to me sounds pretty attractive because if I started driving a big brown truck at age 20 instead of going to college, I'd be retired now, or I could be retired. 
I, you know, my truth is, I would never consider it because I don't like driving big rigs. A Florida man or woman won the $1.58 billion Mega Millions jackpot. Something tells me they've been playing their whole life, live in a trailer, um, have no teeth. Something tells me that's, that's, if there's an investment in God, they have that sense of humor. And I love that sense of humor because it's dark. Little thing about me. I do uh, have a little bit of a dark side. But I think you know that. Let's get into today's news that we can use. The CPI initial jobless claims data was in a sweet spot. Total CPI was up two-tenths of a percent month over month in July, as expected. And core CPI, which excludes food and energy, was also up two-tenths of a percent. Now, up, in this case, isn't hotly up. And it was expected to be up a little bit more. In June, core CPI was up 4.7% and 4.8% compared to June. CPI was up 47 and versus 4.8% in June. The trends are moving in the right direction. We feel comfortable with this. First time unemployment claims came in at 248,000, again, suggesting that claims are still running well before below recession-like readings. Big event coming up in two weeks. That's right, two weeks from today. In Las Gatos, the Toll House Hotel, seven readiness tests for retirement. Sign up at Rob Black's show. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors, Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Let's ask my producer to play a little run DMC and he did. And I really appreciate that. Um, Run DMC won a Grammy Award. They were instituted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. That brings up some questions of what is rock and roll and what is not. Um... Run DMC and G Master J began forming the New York clubs. This was right during my high school years. And let's just say it was a nice release for me um, because I had a very controlling alcoholic father. Um, rap stars fashion their looks after Parliament Funkadelic Rick James. Run DMC appeared to their signature bowler hats, black leather jackets, unlaced Adidas, black denim pants. Establishing the more casual look look of a hip urban youth. Now, I I didn't go as far as to dress urban, but it influenced me. And you betcha, my first couple years, I started a couple a company called uh, Mercury Capital Management, which later became GLB Wealth, which later became um, Chad and I's company, and. 
I listened to a lot of this music during the late hours in my 20s. I used to work 16-hour days because I had internet at the office but not at home. Is that do you like that shows you how old I am, right? And the internet at the office wasn't that expensive. Uh, which is interesting to say. And uh, so my three companies were Mercury Capital. Then I added some partners and we became GLB Wealth. I was the B. And then New Focus Financial with Chad. Um, it's kind of interesting. Focus, New Focus, and then ultimately EP Wealth. So, But I've had Chad with me that whole time and he will be with me. Um, he was Chad was a consultant in my first company. Uh, that tells you how long we've been working together. So Chad and I are going to be doing an event coming up in two weeks. It's going to be at the Toll House Hotel. It's the seven readiness test of retirement. One person signed up three times, so I'm going to have to kick him down to just one. Uh, we won't have space. It'll be very well attended. You can sign up today at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening. It's a good event. It's a fast event. It's an informative event, and it, it's a chance for you to meet with CFPs. We bring three or four CFPs to every single event. So if you have questions, you'll get answers. Um, that is unheard of in this industry. Some mistakes that people make on a regular basis, putting off saving for retirement. That's number one. Uh, I wish I would have started at 16, even though I started at 18. And then when I was 16, I would have wished I would have started at 14. And I see people who wait till they're 40. Man children, as I like to refer to them. I know a woman that um, she's pretty good looking and she was married and the two of them got a divorce. They had a kid and then she remarried a guy that she was telling me about that was 45, had basically he loved her. And he was an entrepreneur in spirit, but not an entrepreneur in wealth. And five years later, they got a divorce because she's like, he's pushing 50 and has nothing. Biggest mistake I see people make putting off saving for retirement. And even 45-year-old men make that mistake. Not building an emergency fund. I hated my emergency fund three years ago when it was earning 0.25% interest. Hated it. Now I love it that it's earning five and a quarter. But I still always had it. Um, another big mistake. So that's two of the biggest mistakes people have. Not having an emergency fund or building one. You don't have to have an instant gratification. But it's never meant for buying a TV or going to Maui. God, I keep saying going to Maui. Like I'm trying to subliminally not say that because there's a lot of pain and hurt there right now. Uh, so putting off saving for retirement, mistake number one. Number two, not building an emergency fund. Number three, selling investments in wild market swings. Um, I'm a long-term investor. And if I were to write 20 things on my wall that I could look up right now and see, that would be one of them. I'm not short-term. I'm not a story stock guy. I'm not a technician. I'm a long-term investor. I can even say I'm a long-term patient investor. Um, staying in cash. Cash is not good. Cash earns you 0% usually. Unless it's in a money market fund. Staying in cash can hurt you because inflation averages 2 to 4% every year. So you lose purchasing power every year. And years where it's up 9%, like it was last, 
you lost a lot of purchasing power. So having your money in a bank, it may feel like I'm going to go hug my bank. For the record, real quick, let's let's divert for uno momento. Um, regional banks recently got hit with big downgrades. Um, I think one of the casualties of the 21st century, late 21st century, I guess you could say, or mid, where are we at, early 21st century? is I think people are starting to realize that we don't need regional banks when we have fintech banks and we have big banks. I, I'm not saying everyone feels that way. I'm saying that I do. And that may not be a popular opinion. Um, I do know that small businesses use a lot of regional banks, but a lot of small businesses are learning that fintech banks can do the same thing a regional bank can do. Another mistake that people make, putting too much money in one asset I know a man who I met with at a Pinson portfolio, $10 million plus in stocks and bonds. He didn't know what he was doing with his bonds, and his stocks were too growthy. So essentially, most of his money that was working for him were in tech stocks or growth stocks. It's one particular asset. And he got scared last year when the markets corrected. You never want to get scared, especially when you're wealthy. You've, you've, you've done it. Time to diversify. Time to get professional help. Letting your budget get away from you. This is a bad one on my family. Uh, my spouse just, uh, she called me the other night because we're apart right now. And she goes, what are you doing in a hotel in Los Gatos? I'm like, having an affair? And she goes, no, really? And I go, nothing? And she forgot that she booked a hotel in Los Gatos to go to a concert, but she never got the concert tickets. Guess who ended up paying for a hotel room? I'm not going to get a divorce. I'm not going to get a divorce. But wow. Paying for a hotel room that you don't even get to use. (laughs) And she got an email and she had forgotten the name of the hotel she booked. So she thought I was there. Isn't that funny? Yes. Um, Money is an incredibly personal topic and... One of the mistakes I find people make is that they go in alone. The the beauty about this show is you think you have a friend with me. And on occasion, we do things like pints and portfolio and seminars where we do meet and gather. Um, Don't go it alone. You need financial help. Trust me. Second opinions go a long way. If you trust them and they're not selling insurance or annuities or product that you don't need. There's one guy on radio, real popular guy named Dave, who pushes mutual funds that have fees. You don't need those. You know why he has those? So you can get paid. You don't need. Uh, you really need someone on your side. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. One in five Americans have an inactive 401k worth thousands of dollars. I had an inactive one that. I didn't even know about when I was under 20, I'd work at a lot of restaurants and one of them was for Marriott and they automatically signed me up for it. And I might've put like $120 into it kind of thing. But um, I went to a website, national registry of unclaimed retirement benefits. It is unclaimed retirement benefits.com unclaimed retirement benefits.com. And you can, Search to see if you have an old 401k. 
pretty cool to suddenly find money. And it's not from a long dead rich uncle. But one in five, that's 20 percent. One of my favorite statistics, according or brought to you by Dave Letterman, was three out of four people make up 75 percent of people. So anytime I'm at a party or a get together and some guy started to spout off funny statistics and he's like the life of the party, I throw that down just to shut him up. And then I tell him, I, you know, I've been told if I've told you once, I've told you a million times not to use too many statistics. Stop exaggerating. Um, and that's also a joke, ladies and gentlemen. What else do we have to hit? <laughs> Um, this is kind of interesting. One of the things that I'm currently going through is, is really hammering out my estate plan. And ultimately what I'm doing is setting my, my children up. That's my estate plan and setting up a charitable angle in the process. So my kids will get money when they turn 25, 35 and 45. Before that, I could decide if they get a check for college or I can decide if they get a check for a down payment on a house. More importantly, they get money at 25, 35, 45. I'm setting up a charitable foundation where on my birthday and their mother's birthday, they have to give out something close to $100,000 to a charity. So that's $200,000 a year. That number may change to 50. It may change on years based on market growth, things like that. But over the next 30 years, I want them to get together twice a year and spend some time together thinking, what charity should we give money to? For me, I'm fond of children uh, because I think children are innocent. I'm fond of animals. So things like Marin Humane are lovely. But I'm also very, very fond of, um, you know, letting the individual person decide what charity is close to them. For instance, if it was just me, I'd like to give my money to like high school fields and par parks and fields in, in cities. There's nothing sadder to me than a dog park that's all dirt. There's nothing sadder to me than a baseball field that's all dirt. Now, I don't have enough money to seed all of the United States with grass and turf. But that's one of the things that I'm thinking. So anyway, that's part of my charitable plan is how my kids get together and, and decide and uh, give money once a year on my birthday and once a year on their mother's birthday so that they remember us after we've died. And they remember that part of the deal is they're going to be paid to be part of this company. Uh, not a lot because they'll already be well taken care of. Um, but I don't know. I just want my kids to love each other. And, you know, it's the, it's the thing that drives me insane is how many families grow apart. So my estate planning checklist right now is documenting my health care and my intermittent wishes. That's easy. Uh, setting up a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy. If I go into a coma, do I want to be revived or not? Do I want to sit around and, and just lay there? Nope. I have medical orders for life-sustaining treatments, organ donations. Um, choosing an executor is tough. I don't want anyone in my family to have to go through that. The worst thing you could do is name your family member an executor of your will. I've got four brothers and a sister. My brother David was named, and there was a lot of pressure on him. Uh, I helped him with the finances um, and my brothers questioned my stock picking, which for the record, uh, a lot of it was Apple and Microsoft. So my mother did well over the 20 years, damn well. So my brothers inherited damn well because of me. Um, 
but also I had to run her budget and I didn't get paid for that. But I sure as hell caught poop for my brothers. Um, you know, the two that didn't really turn out successful. Um, my brother, David, who had to you know be the executor at the end and do the final accounting and everything. He got in trouble. You know, why did you sell the house? Why did you sell the house earlier? Why didn't you, you know, do this? Why did you do that? So, and then you get into like spouses where I've got a older brother who he's okay. He just didn't turn out great. And him and his wife live lower middle class. And uh, he's been divorced a couple of times and he doesn't have a lot, but his new wife wanted money at moment, the moment my mother passed. That's just not how it works, lady. Um, so estate planning is pretty important to finalize your will and finalize your trust. Living in California, if you own property, you should have a trust. And if you don't, you're being irresponsible. Um, it's going to cost you $5,000 to work with an estate planning attorney, or it's going to cost your children forty dollars to $60,000 to hire an attorney when it goes through probate. You be the idiot. You be the one who doesn't put in a trust. Don't be an idiot. You're just hurting your family. I can't believe how many people are with wealth are cheap. It shocks me. Um, but anyway, those are some mistakes people make with estate planning. Let's take a look at the stock market because I've drifted into too much financial planning. And this is an exciting day on Wall Street. July CPI report shows inflation gauge rose 3.2%, which was less than expected. That's good news. We really are at a position where the Federal Reserve probably... We'll stop and go, let's think about this. X-Corporation CEO, and that's positive for the markets because the next step is to freeze raising interest rates and the step after that's going to cut raising interest rates, to cut rates. Um, but that may be in 2025. So I feel pretty comfortable with my, my cash and my money market right now. Um, very visible, very, very visible. Ex-corporation CEO Linda Yaccarino says she has full autonomy under Elon Musk. No one believes that. Everyone believes Musk is still pulling all the strings. Do you think she was the one who changed the name to X from Twitter? Um, oh, and what do you think about the Donald Trump uh, Twitter messages being seized by special counsel? I think that's pretty interesting. I want I want to know if you got the direct messages too. Like I don't know that part of the law. But Twitter didn't comply quickly. Elon Musk dragged his feet because free speech. And uh government slapped him with $350,000 in fines. Ooh, that hurts. Um airlines are adding flights to get travelers off of Maui after deadly wildfires. Um Here's my thought on that is I've lived through wildfires in the Bay Area. My in-laws home got burned down. They were evacuated at 1130 at night. Their home was burned down by midnight. They would have been dead if they didn't get knocks on the door. Um, my spouse lost all of her childhood photos, everything. I never thought Maui is a wildfire area. I see it as a big island surrounded by water. But I guess there's winds, right? And a hurricane comes close to Hawaii. And the 60-mile-per-hour winds whip up whatever's in the air. I, I don't even know how this one started. So I live in an area that has a lot of trees, a lot of dry trees. 
So I'm like, yeah, I, I could see wildfires. Especially during a summer of heat, right? Uh, California's water still doing pretty well this year after such an, an epic snowfall last year. Uh, for the record, you could still see snow on top of mountains in Tahoe. Just a little bit. But if you go hiking, you can find it in the woods, too. And uh, I find that kind of cool. Hasn't been that hot of a summer either after a really cold winter in Tahoe, Chucky. Uh, Alibaba reported solid earnings beat revenues rise most since September 2021. Here's a sad truth about me. I own no shares of purely Japanese uh, Chinese companies. I just am not in the business of losing money. And the Chinese government sometimes is like, oh, Alibaba, Jack Ma, you're too rich. You're too famous. We share everything with our, our citizens. He disappeared for a few years. I don't like that. Ultimately, China is a communist country with pseudo capitalism. Ultimately, the United States is a capitalist country with pseudo socialism. I think our socialism is getting higher and higher through the years. And I think it's going to be a problem for our economies in the future. But I still like our capitalism with pseudo socialism more than communism with pseudo capitalism. I know you're saying that's a lot to chew on, Rob. Let me think about that for the weekend and I'll get back to you. But I can't own a company like Alibaba or I used to hear some people on radio talk about Ecos Oil. I'm like, oh, man, you don't want to own a Russian oil company because at any moment, Putin called his. And sure enough, Putin called it his. And that company went to zero. The average consumer credit card debt $5,947. That's a 10-year high. Not an all-time high, a 10-year high. What was happening 10 years ago? Recession. There. Right? Coming out of a real estate crunch. Credit card balances are up almost 20% from a year ago. Not only are balances higher, but more cardholders are also carrying debt month to month, which is a big no-no. If you're carrying credit card debt month to month, you're probably sinking in the world of getting ahead in retirement planning. Ten. You need to check yourself, as Oprah Winfrey would say, before you wreck yourself. Big event coming up in two weeks. Learn more at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Thanks for being a part of the show. I feel very fortunate and um, lucky. For the past 25 years, I've got to talk markets. I've got to help people learn how to invest. I've got to help people get introduced to CFP Chad Burton and his team of financial planners who need financial planning help as you get wealthy. I think wealth accumulation is the easier part of the two. I think the wealth management is the tougher part. And in the last five years, I've started turning more of my assets over to a financial planner at EP Wealth. My financial planner is Brad, who works with Chad. And no, not everyone has a name that ends with AD. Um, but I was also interviewing some um, 
at EP, they've got this great program where they really encourage all employees to learn as much about financial planning as possible, including taking classes. So I got to interview a couple of the people in that department. Um, and I'm really, really proud when I hear and see more women and people of color get into the financial planning accreditation. I think it's great for a career. Um, and I just, I love seeing the diversity. So as a guy who 30 years ago, when I first got on CNBC and Bloomberg and Fox business, um, I was like everyone else, except for younger. I was a generation X Caucasian male in an industry filled up with a lot of baby boomers who were Caucasian male. And when you see diversity, it really, it's nice. No matter what on the show, I'll never be a divorced woman. So when I give advice like, hey, ladies, in a divorce, make sure you sell the house and you can put your kids in a different school district. It doesn't have to be the one you settled down in. And the guy takes the 401k and the wife takes the house. I'm like, that's a mistake. It's way tougher to save money for retirement than it is to save money for this month's mortgage payment or rent payment. Um, and if I said that to a woman, like uh, just hearing me say that right now, you're probably like, that's a little cringy, little cringy, Rob, little cringy. And it is. I'm not that I'm not compassionate towards all people because I don't have the empathy of understanding their situation. Um, sometimes I'll say things on the show like, you know, I just want my kids to go out and live their life when they're 20. My spouse will be like holding them back and hugging them and putting chains around their legs to keep them in the home. I'm going to be like, fly free, bird, fly free. Um. I don't want to be a burden to my children, whether it's with healthcare issues or whether it's with um, healthcare issues is ultimately primarily the one I'm getting at. And then oh, I saw a horrible email yesterday uh, come across about um, wanting to take care of your parents. And the CFP basically responded, well, you need to take care of yourself first and then potentially help your parents. And the person like, no, 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 no. I want to take care of my parents. And I got the feeling that could have been a generational issue or it could have been maybe a, a social issue where the two people grew up in different types of cultures. So I, I don't want to live with my children. Some people expect to live with their children. And that's not saying they're right or I'm wrong. So right now, there's a continuing inclination to buy on weakness following yesterday's late day sell off. There's rebound action today in the mega cap stocks. There's digesting the July CPI and weekly jobless claims, which both supported the soft landing narrative. There is a credit card issue. There's a credit card issue that we're keeping an eye on. I asked my producer, this is funny. He's a younger man. Not that much younger, but younger, 20 years younger. Uh, I said, how many total credit cards do you think there are in the United States? And he was off by about 500 million. There's 530 million, 600,000 credit cards active right now in the United States. That's nuts. The average consumer has $5,947. That's the highest in 10 years of a balance. Overall, we've collectively passed $1 trillion for the first time ever. 
which I don't want you to be alarmed on. This is not an alarming segment. Booming credit card debt is a result of higher prices caused by inflation, rising interest rates, and strong consumer confidence, as well as 24 million new credit cards issued in the last quarter. While a trillion dollars of credit card debt seems alarming, economists are as unbothered as the guy holding up the line at Chipotle. When you're waiting to order and he's reading the menu word for word for the third time. Consumer debt is still just 6% of total deposits Americans have in their bank accounts, the lowest percentage in 20 years. There's little evidence of widespread financial distress for consumers, but these are alarming numbers and they're going the wrong way. And you would like them to go the other way. Hip hop turned 50 years old in the club. Shoop, shoop, shoop. I know you're saying, is he being serious right now? I kind of am. Oh, had a little conversation with a friend yesterday about colleges and He's getting ready to send his second child off to an East Coast college. And we, he and I both went to East Coast colleges. And I think colleges are getting easier. And I think my college experience was easier than my father's college experience. Um, but with that being said, I said to him, I said, you know, my kids aren't college age yet, but I'd be totally happy if they want to be UPS drivers because you see that they're making 170000 a year with benefits. And he goes, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> and I was like, just don't let your kid be a poetry major. Because that's going to cost you $160,000 and they're going to make $20,000. And on a level, I was kidding. Don't send in emails hating on me. But on another level, I'm like, you are paying for something. You really should get a return on it. Beach sand in Florida records 137 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot enough to cook an egg, right? Big event coming up in the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. The seven readiness test for retirement in 14 days. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors, Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.